Stephen, let me ask you a quick question first. Hit me, James. What do you think the future of podcasting is? Like, I, and, and the reason I ask is, TV, you're like watching people, and radio, I don't know, is podcasting like radio, or podcasting seems like just two people talking. It's, I, it's I think podcasting is like um, hoop rolling. Remember hoop rolling? No, which obviously died. Like when sidewalks came along and paved roads. People would take these hoops that were probably like the out, outer part of a barrel that was uh-huh. used to transport stuff. Are you like from like 1910, like maybe 1890, like Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> and they would take these hoops and a stick, and your activity for the day would be hoop rolling. Let's go hoop rolling, boy! And you'd take your hoop out you, with a stick. Are you and you'd serious? Roll are you the hoop. joking with me? Because like I'm for not me, with you. Hoop HBO rolling. came out, and we would watch R-rated movies while you were like rolling hoops. No, I'm around not saying sticks. I did hoop rolling. I'm saying podcasting. I think is kind of like hoop rolling. Like it had a, a real heyday, uh-huh. <laughs> and then it went away, and now nobody knows anything about it. So, so you think so we're making a time capsule to, here? You think that's what's, like what about things like serial or startup or? That little podcast known as Freakonomics, like what about those? Okay, honestly, I'm baffled that people like podcasts, but I'm convinced that they really do. But you don't commute and you don't go to the gym, and You're I right. think that's where people listen to podcasts the most. Yeah, I think the beauty of podcasts is that they are the perfect activity for modern multitasking. It's, when you've it, always got the device that can play it, and you're often doing something that you need your eyes or part of your body for, like driving or working out or da 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 So no, podcasting I think is... Um, it's the perfect size for a commute It's a perfect or a drug. It's kind of like, you know how everybody's kind of always looking for the perfect drug? Um, no, you're not a drug guy. <laughs> what, what's Vitamin your, B3. Like, what's your perfect drug? I, well, like, so I used to smoke cigarettes. Not for that long and not that many, but I did smoke when I wrote my first book, I was a smoker. And I felt like uh, nicotine delivered in cigarette form was the perfect drug. Really? It, it took, so I was living in the middle of the boondocks and I'd write for about, it turned out I could write for about 29 minutes. That was about the length of like a real burst of deep, 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 deep attention. And then I'd need a break. And then I'd go out on the porch and look at the trees and smoke a cigarette for about three minutes. And it was just the perfect drug in terms of re-energizing me. Plus, it kept you from not being hungry. One of the big reasons that people have gained so much weight in the last 20, 30 years is because so many people quit smoking. Because smoking, turns out, is pretty good for keeping um, weight off. You don't think it's the advent of the food pyramid recommending oh, that was carbs so much? Yeah, that was before that, though. I mean... Anti-smoking kind of came after that. Yeah, the carbs were. Sorry, so what was the question? What was the question? The question is what, podcasting. Is yeah, this for real? Yeah, and you know, what about, like, think about books. Books is a relatively new invention, and it's... Books um, is a relatively new invention? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Obviously. So, okay, my grammar's not not so great. But uh, books are just these, like, squiggly lines that are hard to read. They're not... You're very down on books lately, we're, aren't you? We're, we're not really you, You're really of the opinion that books are, are gone. Right? No, no. I uh, well, I read the Kindle all the time. Right, but, but it's the same thing. Books aren't going away. In fact, more books are read every year than the year before. And is podcasting something like that? Like suddenly, this new medium that is going to get you know more and more popular as it has been. More podcasts are made and listened to every year than the year before. Now, so the uh, you know books is an obvious business model for 
I wonder if there will be eventually a business model that really flourishes around podcasting. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there already is. I mean, the, the business model is, I mean, the same as it has been for a lot of media, which is some advertising, and now we're moving more towards subscription stuff. But to me, the most interesting distinction between, let's say, a book and a podcast is not even the medium. It's about production. So, like, what I love about the idea of podcasting or the idea of any media in a digital revolution like we have now is that distribution is basically free. Yes. Right? So, like, I'm old enough to remember and to have worked, like, we're talking today, we're in a studio in Midtown Manhattan today, and we are literally where we're sitting two blocks from the New York Times building, which is where I used to work. Although when I worked there, it was four blocks away. They've since moved. So back then, if I was a writer, which is what I was, and I wanted to write for a broad audience, which I did, I had to find an institution that would let me like work there or hire me freelance, and they controlled everything about it. They controlled the printing totally. press and the distribution. And the New York Times spent most of its money on printing and distribution, and then some on salaries, right? But now, if you want to make a podcast, when I started Freakonomics Radio, from day one, the distribution was essentially free. Steven and I have this one under control, but I'm going to grab our QOD Magic 8-Ball just in case. We'll be right back. I like having photos of special events, like every time I beat my good friend Steven Dubner and backgammon. Those events are special. They are very special. They rarely happen. Uh, maybe not so rare. Yeah, not so rare. But, you know, I don't like to keep a lot of stuff in my house. I'm somewhat of a minimalist. Now, I finally have a great solution, thanks to Fracture. Fracture is a photo company on a mission to bring your digital images into the physical world by printing them directly on glass, which is kind of this amazing thing to see. Each glass print has a solid mount pad on the back, so you can hang it right on the wall out of the box, no frames needed. They even include the wall anchor, which is such a drag for me to always try to figure that out, how to uh, hang things up on the wall. The inks and colors of your photo really pop, and the frameless mount gives it a sleek, modern aesthetic. So now, back to my solution. Every time I completely crush Steven at Backgammon, I can have the waitress at the diner we're playing it, take a picture, and I can have Fracture send a glass print of it directly to Steven's house where he can treasure the memories all day long. What if Steven's running out of wall space? Well, luckily, I beat him so much that I have a ton of photos that I could send to Fracture, and they have a risk-free 60-day happiness guarantee. I wish everything in my life had a 60-day happiness guarantee, but unfortunately, only Fracture is making that offer at this point. Fracture glass prints start at just $15 with free shipping on orders over $100. See how Fracture brings your photos to life at fracture.me, and be sure to mention, please be sure to mention, that you heard about them from Question of the Day in their one-question survey at checkout. It helps support the show. I'll compare Freakonomics Radio to the other 200,000 podcasts out there. You do do heavily... You said do-do. Sorry, that's a family joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you can't say it now. You do heavy production. Like, you have, like, people editing. You're, we're in a studio. You do heavy production. I would highly recommend listeners of this to try doing a podcast. Just interview someone on your iPhone and... Uh, record it, interview your father about his job or interview your friends about what they do or just talk into your thing. Figure out how to fill out the forms, upload it to iTunes because you can upload it in many different formats to iTunes and 
almost anyone can create a podcast. You don't have to have like a whole studio production True. team. True. Why do you want those extra hundreds of thousands or millions of podcasts to exist? Do you think it's think, good for the soul? Do you think you learn a lot about yourself by doing that kind of thing? I think it is good for the soul, and I'll tell you why. I've interviewed probably 200 people over the past two years in my podcast, some of the most fascinating people I've ever encountered in my life. And I don't call anyone up and interview them unless I think they're going to be interesting to me or unless I think I'm going to learn something. And I've then learned an enormous amount, particularly when you're asking questions. It's like practice. You, you practice learning how to ask questions to interesting people, which is something we don't normally do it's in true. daily life. It's true. It is just a fascinating thing to do. So I encourage everybody to try it. It's just essentially a podcast. is just an audio file you can create with your phone or, or any recorder. And it doesn't have to be in a studio or anything like that. And you can put you don't have to even have to put the file on iTunes. Just put it on your website and people can download it and listen to it. So I like what you said. I, I particularly like what you said about go out and interview your father or whatever. So the first book that I wrote, which was um Turbulent Souls. Turbulent Souls. I'll remind like, you of the title. I was trying to think of the year, thanks though, for the title. Like maybe 17-ish years ago. And I wasn't planning to write a book. It was a book about my family and their very strange Jewish, Catholic, Jewish journey. But I wasn't planning to write a book at all. I was a writer, but I hadn't thought about that as a topic. But it began when I wanted to make an oral history, literally just an audio recording for my brothers and sisters for Christmas one year. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to just interview mom at length about like her youth and childhood and try to get the story of why she and my dad both came from these Jewish families in Brooklyn and converted to Catholicism before they met each other. It was such a weird story, and I only knew a tiny bit about it. But the act of creating the oral history with her is what led me to go deeper and deeper and deeper over years and years to where it ended up becoming a book. And I think what is valuable about that, forget about if you want to write a book or not or if you have a weird story in your family or not, sitting down and asking questions, whether it's a parent or a kid or strangers or whatever, it is incredibly, I don't know if liberating is the right word, but it's like enlargening somehow. Yeah, you know? and, and you know, it's related to the concept of this podcast, which is question of the day. It's not answer of the day because most answers are either wrong or, or like in your case, you can go much, much deeper into. A question's just a question, like, mom, why did you marry dad? Uh, that's that's an obvious question that could be asked. There's no one answer for that, and there's no facts that answer that. So answers and solutions and facts are very complicated, whereas questions are relatively simple, but most people don't, most people focus, like we, we're, we grow up in school learning facts that, inevitably turn out to be wrong later when history is inevitably revised. But questions are always interesting, and most people are not trained to think in terms of questions or to ask questions. And so I think it is a worthwhile exercise to do a podcast or to do an oral history or now both. And and the equipment's there. Like Sometimes we'll be even driving in the car, we'll pull out the phone, and we'll just make fun. Podcasters in cars getting coffee, you know, <laughs> riff off the Jerry Seinfeld thing. And we'll do a podcast right on, on the iPhone and upload it to... Wherever. So do you have a standard first question when you interview people? I don't. Usually what I do is I turn on the mic um, before they know it. And so we're just chatting. And we're and because I think there's a lot of good conversational energy that comes before and after a right, podcast. Right. So I get the mic on before that. And I'll ask permission later, like, oh, by the way, I recorded that. But uh, 
I, I think conversational energy happens also, and then that starts to lead into the questions like, why did you end up becoming an astronaut? Like, were you interested in space as a kid? And that leads into like very complicated issues, like, well, their dad was a pilot and blah, 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 or mm. I couldn't get to be an astronaut, I was too weak, my leg was frail, and you know, and then interesting things happen, like how they overcame adversity. Uh, uh, so they didn't give me a fact. They weren't, didn't be like, well, I applied to be an astronaut in 1992 and they did this. It was like they started, there was there were layers that you had to peel like an onion in order to get the actual, you know, answer to the questions. And maybe they never inevitably answered it, but a whole podcast resulted. So this was an, an interesting conversation. I, I kind of wish we'd been recording. I think we are recording. <laughs> James, that was fun. We'll hear a clip from the next QOD right after this. Thanks again to Fracture for sponsoring today's episode. Fracture wants to bring your digital images into the physical world by printing them directly on glass. Fracture glass prints start at just $15 with free shipping on orders over $100. See how Fracture brings your photos to life at fracture.me and be sure to mention that you heard about them from Question of the Day in their one-question survey at checkout. It really helps support the show. Thanks. If you have questions about next time's question, here's a hint. Are there actual facts that turned out to be, other than like one plus one equals two, are there any facts uh, this that is are your, taught in this school? Is your, this is your, there are no facts argument, right? Right. There's yes. Not, the short answer is yes. Okay, like, like name an area of science. Chemistry, a lot of facts in chemistry. Physics, a lot of facts. Biology, a lot of facts. <laughs>